Welcome to the new. Every experience with God's Word promises to be refreshing and transformational. Receive today's message with high expectations as it brings power, light, and a fresh anointing to your life. All right, let's get into the Word this morning. Let's bow our heads for prayer. Father, in the name of Jesus, we just thank you. Thank you because of your word that is coming to us this morning. Thank you for opening up our eyes to see, to hear, and to know. Lord, this morning we are ready for the rain. And so we ask that you rain on us mightily. In the name of Jesus. Thank you, Lord. In Jesus' mighty name. First and foremost, I want to encourage you to share the link to the service if you are here physically. And those watching online as well, I'd like you to share the link to the service. You know, and let's get into the first session this morning. You're going to be tremendously blessed. Praise the Lord. This morning, I want to talk on a subject that the Lord has helped me to tie to. Please, let's put our hands together for Pastor Dotu. Amen. All right, you may be seated. Um, a subject I have titled, Identity, the Defining Factor. Identity, the Defining Factor. And I'd like you all to... Open up your heart. I, I, I think that this teaching this morning would build the foundation for, I believe, the teachings that's going to happen here today. And what I'm pretty much just going to do is to be like a forerunner or John the Baptist. And I, I believe very much that some of the things that I'm going to be saying, uh, the foundations will be built, and every other thing that you are going to hear, every other thing that will be taught would be built on those foundations. The Bible says that if the foundation be destroyed, what then can the righteous do? And so I, I believe that this teaching is very pivotal, very important. Glory to God. All right, identity. Now, let me just start by saying this. You see, some of the challenges that we are facing or we are seeing in the society now um, 80% of it is identity issues and like let me just put this caveat there like I always say you might think you know where I'm going to but you don't 80% of it is identity issue think about it I was thinking about it this morning when I was coming here and I remember very vividly that when I was growing up, I literally used to wear my jeans at this side. Yeah. And I'd be walking like this. Do you know why I was doing that? Identity. And that is really the foundation 
that I want to help build back today by the help of the Holy Ghost. Is somebody ready? Look, I wrote something here and I want you to never forget it. Many people don't know what they want, so they want what they see. Did you hear that? Many people don't know what they want, so they want what they see. And so what you see, a lot of times is what you then want, not what you really want. And the foundation of these challenges is built on one thing, identity. So by the help of the Holy Spirit this morning, I want to teach on this important subject to build a foundation. Because you see, even when we are talking about prosperity, your identity is critical to your understanding of the subject of prosperity. If you don't know who you are, if you don't know whose you are, look, you will be begging God for something that is already yours. Are you hear what I'm saying? Identity. And that's why I want to help build this foundation. And upon this foundation, we'll then have an amazing time teaching the word of God this morning. Let me share a story with you. When we are on campus, I think in our part two, I'm sure Pastor Ladi knows this story that I'm about to share. Real life story. There's a particular lady who was, I don't want to mention the name of the church, who was the prayer secretary of a particular church. The prayer secretary of the church. Very fervent, very prayerful. You know, a lot of people knew her. What happened to her? At some point, she got... She started reading with a particular guy who was a Muslim. Um, he had all the long Is he hijab? No, the, the ladies that wear hijab. What's that short thing? Tablik, yeah. So very fervent. Now, what happened? She started reading with him because she wasn't doing well academically, and so she started reading with him, going to the to exam hall, uh, sorry, to the class with him. So they were reading together, da, 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 da. This was a prayer secretary. Prayer secretary. Look, at the time she was leaving the school, she graduated with hijab. I'm not talking about something that didn't happen. I'm talking about a real life story. You know why? Because oftentimes, the biggest challenge with Christians is identity issue. Look, please, I don't want to say something that blogs will now carry what I'm about to say, but I'll just say it in coded ways, please. Do you know that even when it comes to bullying and some of those things, sometimes if you... Because these days now, they will be... So I, I, I don't want to see myself somewhere tomorrow morning. But let me just put it this way. Look, if you don't know who you are, you will fall for who you are not. And if you don't know who you are, something else will tell you who you are. Because either you like it or not, you have to be formed by something. Are you getting what I'm saying? Identity. Let me give a very practical example when it comes to favor and prosperity. I've shared this with you before. The way I think about money, the way I think about it, I think about it from the perspective of I am a blessed man, so money must gravitate towards me. 
It's, it's, a, it's an identity thing. That's how I think. I'm telling you the truth. If you take everything away from me, I have already conditioned my mind to see life that way. That's formed my identity already. And so many times, it's not that we don't will to have prosperity. It's not as though we don't have... But the challenge sometimes for many of us is that our identity is faulty. So the question is, who are you and who's, who's are you? Many people don't know. So this morning, let's build our identity on the right foundation. Turn your Bible with me to the book of Romans chapter 8 and verse 3. And media, can you give me the message translation? Please change this, change this up for me. Romans 8 verse 3. All right. I'll read verse 3, you read verse 4 like that. Can we do that? Can I hear you, church? Can we do that? All right, one, two, three, I read. God went for the jugular when he... Do you know what the jugular means? It's like a nerve, some nerves in this part. So he went for the neck. When he sent his own son, he didn't deal with the problem as something remote and unimportant. In his son Jesus, he personally took on the human condition entered the disordered mess of struggling humanity in order to set it right once and for all. The law code weakened as it always was by fractured human, by fractured human nature. Could never have done that. The law always ended up being used as a band-aid on sin instead of deep healing of it. Next verse, verse 4. You know what I heard? I just heard horse. So can we start again? One, two, three, go. Next verse, verse five. I think we should read together, everybody. Verse five. One, two, three, go. trust God's action in them find that God's spirit is in them living and breathing God. Next verse, verse 6 into a spacious free life verse 7 focusing on self is the opposite of focusing on God anyone completely absorbed Now, turn your Bible with me to Romans chapter 5 and verse 8. We're going to read a couple of texts this morning. And I'll use that to build my foundation. Romans chapter 5 and verse 8. This is a long read, so we're going to read all the way to verse 21. Are you in a word conference? All right. What do you expect? The word, yes or no? All right, so let's read the word. One, two, three, go. While we were no one, whatever to him. Next verse. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Go back to that verse 8. 
go back to that verse 8. There's something I want to show you there. Let's read together again. One, two, three, go. By offering a son and sacrificial death, while we were of no use whatever to him. Next verse. Now, by the means of this sacrificial death, Verse 10. We were put on friendly terms with God by the sacrificial death of the Son. Now that we were at our best, just think of how our lives would expand and deepen by means of His resurrection life. Next verse. We sing and shout our praise to God through Jesus the Messiah verse 12 verse 13 14. That's 15. We're almost there. If one man sins, crowds of people at dead end a base of separation from God just think what God's gift poured through one man Jesus Christ will do next verse verse 16 there is no comparison between the wow the verdict on that one sin was the death sentence the verdict on the medicine that followed was his wonderful life sentence next verse setting everything right that one man Jesus provides next verse just as one person did it wrong and got us in all this trouble with sin and death another person did it right and got us out of it but more than just getting us out of trouble he got us into look see let me just say this here we are still continuing to read we're going to read you know, sometimes, just reading the word alone is the message. Glory to God. You know, I can pack my bag. I won't pack it, sir. But I can pack my bag and go. Just reading the word is, 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 is life. Glory to God. It's no more than this, oh. Hallelujah. You see, every time I get to talk to a lot of young people like us here I realize the challenge even when it comes to finances and money a lot of times we have a perverted thoughts about these things 
our minds are not set right. And so it's very possible for you to be thinking that God is going to bless everybody but me. Why? Because your identity is not rooted in who you are in Him. Look at, look at me, guys. That's the foundation of everything else. Who you are in Christ Jesus. Every other thing is add-on. It's who you are. It's who you are. It's who you are. I know that sounds like a very simple message, but I, that's, that's the gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ. Look at me, guys. If he says you are blessed, then best believe you are blessed. If he says you are healed, then best believe you are healed. If he says you're going to have the best, then best believe you're going to have the best. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Let's keep going. Verse 19. Did you see that? Next verse, verse 20. All the passing law against sin did was produce small lawbreakers, but sin didn't and doesn't have a chance in competition with the aggressive forgiveness. Do you see what they call aggressive forgiveness? Let's keep going. Where is sin versus grace? guys what I'm trying to tell you in other words is that your prosperity is by grace the Bible says it's not by him that runneth or walketh but by the Lord that showeth mercy the horse is battle ready but victory comes from God you know why I'm teaching you these things so that by the time the word is being is coming to you you already know that you are not in the wrong it means you are sure that when the anointing that been released the word of God is coming we are speaking to you and nobody else Look at me, guys. What happens many times is that people exempt themselves from what God is saying and what God is doing. And it's very easy for you to then find another medium in your life to get this thing into your own hands. But that's not what God's plan is for us. Look at me. The first thing first as a Christian is to know that God loves you. Somebody shout, I'm blessed. Say it one more time, I'm blessed. Say it one more time, I'm blessed. Some time ago, somebody came to me and said, Sir, after the service, someone was saying that there was a service, and after the service, the person came and said, Ah, there are many things I need to do. Many to, well, there are things you have to do. We do it from a standpoint that it was already finished. That's why we can even do it. Are you hear what I'm saying? Glory to God. I shared a story with you that I will never forget when we were on campus. There are many stories there. I said there was a day a particular lady, I was coming out from, from um, went to read HSLT. And so I met this guy beating this girl. I was beating her. Bah, 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 bah. Of course, I was the only one. This was around 2 a.m. or so. I was the only one there. And I won't go and meet them because if the guy that can beat a girl like that, look at me <laughs> he would just smoke me <laughs> so I just respected myself you know it's honor to know your limits so I went to the room guess what I think God wanted me to see that thing it marked my mind the next day I went to HSLT um, there's one place we used to eat jollof rice there let me continue my word so we went there and when I got there I saw the guy and the girl this same girl that was just beating yesterday 
with the guy buying rice. In my mind, I was thinking, make her just slap her head. But you know why she did that? Identity. When we begin to get our identity from somebody else, or from society, or from media, or what you can see, and not what you are in Christ. Are you getting what I'm saying? Do you know that I can, I, I want to pull something down. It's a brick wall that I want to pull down by the help of the Holy Ghost. Do you know that it's very possible that this team is called Rain and Dr. K is preaching on prosperity. Do you know it's very possible that somewhere in your mind, even as the word of God is coming and declarations will be made, somewhere in your mind, you have exempted yourself from it. Because I know there are many ladies who want to marry so because they know that the guy will be rich or they'll marry a rich guy and their prosperity will come from him it's I, the, see the foundation is nothing else but identity that's the challenge even validation when you always have a need for someone to validate you it's identity somebody shouts I'm blessed are we in 21 already? 20. All right, let's go to 21. Let's close it right there. Quickly, please. All right, let's go. One, two, three, go. Grace, because God is putting everything together again through the Messiah, invites us into a life, a life that goes on and on and on, world without end. Hallelujah. Turn with me again to the book of Romans chapter 6 and verse 6. Romans 6 and verse 6. Shout it one more time, I'm blessed. Top four people tell them, I'm very, 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 very blessed. All right, verse 6, let's go there. You see, what I'm trying to do this morning is that I want us to preach together. Are we preaching together? All right, let's go there. One, two, three, go. A decisive end to this miserable, no longer at sins. Next verse, verse 7. We also get included in his life-saving resurrection. Did you see that? Next verse, verse 8, verse 9. It was a signal of the end of death as the end. Never again would death have the last word. Next verse. Woo. And when Jesus died, he took sin down with him, but alive. Next verse, verse 11. Sin speaks a dead language that means nothing to you. Read this verse again. Read it one more time. Read this verse again. One more time. Read this one more time. One, two, three, go. of time Romans 7 let's go to verse 4 Romans 7 and verse 4 
My job this morning is very simple. Very simple work. Lay the foundation. Glory to God. Somebody shout one more time, I'm very blessed. Tap four people and tell them it is possible with my life. Tell them the word today will not fly over my head. The word is talking to me. Because it is possible with my life. Alright, let's get right there. Verse 4. Are you there? We're going all the way to verse 6. One, two, three, go. This is something. When Christ died, he took... Wait, 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 wait. Let's take it again. One, two, three, go. When Christ died, he took that entire rule-dominated way of life down with him and left it in the tomb, leaving you free to marry a resurrection life and bear offspring of fruit. Next verse. Sin was calling most. <laughs> oh boy. And this. With miscarriages and stillbirth. Next verse, verse 6. But now. Somebody say, but now. Oh, jump on your feet. Say, but now. Shout it one more time. But now. Say it one more time. But now. Top three people tell them, but now, but now, but now, but now, but now. Can we read it together? One, two, three, go. But now we are no longer shackled to the dominating mate of sin. We are free to live a new life in the freedom. Hallelujah. Stay with me, stay with me. Open another verse of scripture. Ephesians chapter 2 and verse 8. I want to, I want to, before Dr. K and Pastor Dr. and Reverend Victor starts to preach, I want you to know who you are. You see, I've been in meetings many times. After the impartation, people will still come back to me and say, I don't know if it can happen for me. I don't know if all these things are going to happen for me. I read a statistic somewhere. I don't, maybe this is three months ago. Do you know that many reasons why people get into relationship is because they want something else from that person. And sometimes even as women, you can find yourself dating a guy who is rich. You just have a mentality. Me in a soft life or soft life. But just because you believe that somebody else will fill up something for you. Look at me. The same way Christ died for him is the same way Christ died for you. The same way he's blessed is the same way you are blessed. Are you hearing what I'm talking about? Glory to God. Let's read the scripture quickly. One, two, three, go. Verse 9. We don't play the major role. If we did, we'd probably go around bragging. Next verse. Pause, 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 pause. Who is doing the work? Are you the one doing the work? <laughs> Who is doing the making? Who is doing the saving? 
So if he says, I'm going to make you great, who is doing the making? Are you the one doing that? Do you have any input in that? Can you see that everything you are going to become is in him? Oh boy. He's the one doing the making. It's not you. I love the way Dr. K says it. Oh, I'm a hard worker. It's good to be hard working. That's not what we are saying, no. We're not saying he's the one doing the making. You go home, you cross leg, you eat indomie and tapioca and they say he's doing the making. You find yourself. It's poverty that you're calling to your house. That's not what we are saying. But we are saying that even when God blesses you, you know that except the Lord watches over the city. The labor in vain that watches over it. That the testimony you are sharing is not you. In fact, let me say it this way. The revelation of the word of God that you have is not even your knowledge. Because listen, if he refuses to reveal himself, you cannot know him. So at the end of the day, Christ in you, the hope of glory. Glory to God. Shadow prosperity rain is falling on me. Now, 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 pastor, pastor, do you believe that now? Do you believe that now? Do you see that it's not for your neighbor? Do you see it's on you? Look at me. If God can send his only begotten son and die for you and I while we were yet sinners, even before we were formed, even before we came to the earth, you and I, and he could die for him. That's why I love the Bible that in the scripture says, Romans 8, 32, if, if he did not spare his only begotten son and delivered him for us all, how shall he not with him freely is prosperity in him is health in him is finances in him he says if Jesus can die what he said in other words that all these other things is small potatoes all these other things are small things if I can make Jesus die for your sake then what is it about your life that you are panicking about what is it about your life let me even say something here and I know it might shake a little bit of us our theology listen even if this year goes to waste what did I do in the past one year what have I achieved the past one year? Even if this year goes to waste, God doesn't need one year to bring out the best of your life. Look, in many people's story, it only takes sometimes one day. Just one right connection. Just one right conversation. Just one right... You are the one panicking. But the God that sits in eternity is not looking at the time. Are you hearing what I'm saying to you? Look at me, everybody. At the end of the day, there is a verdict. Do you want to know the verdict? You win all the time. How you get what I'm saying to you? Look at me. Actor, no, they carry last though. They can be beating Bruce Lee. They beat him. They beat him. They beat him. Have you noticed? How many of you watch Twenty Four? What's that guy's name again? Jack Bauer. They know they catch him. You know they die. They go shoot him. They go hit him. But he go stand. If a righteous man falls down seven times, seven times shall he rise again. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Somebody shout, I'm blessed, I'm blessed, I'm blessed, I'm blessed, I'm blessed, I'm blessed, I'm blessed. Glory to God. Can I shake your, your theology a little bit? Should you pray? Yes. Should you fast? Yes. But I hope you know that's not the reason why God is answering you. The reason why he's answering you is because you are first a son. That's why the Bible says, now let us come boldly 
to the throne of grace whereby we may obtain are you getting what I'm saying we don't crawl to the throne of grace we don't cry into the throne of grace we come boldly now guess what the prodigal son had eaten all of his father's good but guess what when he knew the Bible says when he came into himself do you know what that means it meant that all of a sudden he said I know my identity I know who I am you see it's when you come into yourself you can walk into things and say sir I know I've offended you and I want to be one of your higher servants say no you cannot be higher servant my friend gave me the calf my friend gave me the clothes give me the ring wear this thing for him my son was lost but now it's found now watch this if that was in a parable how much more in real life say I'm blessed I will not live small on the earth it's in my redemptive package and God is working in me for me with me and through me glory to God hallelujah let's read the last verse let's read it and we sit down let's read it go back to Ephesians chapter 2 verse 9 and 10 Ephesians 2 all right well yeah all right one two three go You guys are preaching very good this morning. Put your hands on yourselves. Galatians 2.20. Then you take your seat. Galatians 2.20. If you know you are the finest here today, come forward. Wait, wait, wait. Who tell you say you're fine? Go sit down. Oh yeah, come, 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 come. Two of you come. <laughs> come on stage, please. Please put your hands together for them. Amen. This suits all of us now. Wear this today, is it? Am I a pastor like this? Watch this. Let's just assume, just assume that they are the same people. After all, they are wearing blue, blue. Now let's read the scripture and I want to show you something there. One, two, three, go. Hold on. Do you know what it means that my ego is no longer central? You know, there are people you see them. The moment you see them, you can see ego. Ego is the center of their life. So he's saying that my ego is no longer there. Out of the way. Next verse. It is no longer important that I appear righteous before you. And I am no longer driven to him. Wait, 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 wait. You are not reading what I'm reading. Are we reading the same thing? Are we reading the same thing? Are we reading the same thing? Look at me. Let me. Ah. Flo, Abby. Let me share a story with you. When I was in um, Abelkuta, a man of God shared a story. The man of God shared a story that really blessed me. I wanted to hear what I'm about to say, please. He said, when they were started church many years ago, a particular young lady came to him, real life story, and said to him that, sir, God had instructed me to go on a 40 days, 40 night dry fasting without drinking water, without anything. So she went to the man of God and the man of God said, okay, 40 days, 40 nights, but it's fine. But she now gave him a clause. 
He said, God told him that she must not see the star, she must not see the moon, and she must not see the sun. That so for that 40 days, he wants to do a mighty work in her that would make her change the earth. So she took the, herself and said, no, sir. I said, no, don't, there's nothing like that. in the way, 40 days, I told Joseph, said, no, that's what God told me. Okay, go and do it. So she went. On the 14th day, the man of God said, real life, I heard the story in Abelkuta. The man of God said he went there with another of his leaders. They broke the glass of her house and were, was begging her to come out. She refused to come out. And just because he didn't want to seem like a nuisance, they left her. He said, no, God has told me, you are stopping what God is saying to me. You are stopping what God is saying to me. So they left her. After she was done with that 40 days and 40 nights, she was almost dead. She received another instruction, came to church and said, sir, God has given me another instruction that he wants to talk to me. That I should walk, I'm telling you a real life story, I should walk from Lagos to Ibadan. Real life story. And she started walking. She had not gotten to Lagos. She had, you know what they call a monumental case? You know that thing? She, the thing has moved. Till today, they say she's mad. Something else, she was hearing something else and was calling it God. Look, every time you try to impress God, you are entering error. Now, let me ask you a question. What's your, what's, what's your spirit? Well, we, even when we say, we lift you high, Yahweh, Yahweh. God is not growing bigger. It's not growing fatter. It's not, it's not like, he said, it's now swelling. Like, I've done loose balance, so look at what these people are singing to me. Hey, I've never heard this kind of voice before. There's, not, there's no new voice he has not heard. Stop trying to impress. Be a son. And listen, any word that is not in the scriptures, don't do it. Are you hear what I'm saying? But it's, I'm blessed in the scripture. It's, I'm empowered in the scripture. Is the capacity, is the capacity and the ability and the power to get wealth in the scripture? Glory to God. Let's go back there. Let's go back. It says, and I'm no longer driven to impress God. Let's go one, two, three, go. Christ lives in me. The life you see me living now, mine. But it is lived by faith in the Son of God who loved me and gave himself. Watch this. What this guy is saying, this is the guy. Let's call your name Victor. All right? And this is Christ. What he's saying, in other words, is that me, this guy, I've taken myself completely out of the equation. Go back to your seat. I no longer exist. The life I'm now living is inside this one. Are you getting what I'm saying? Now, let me ask you a question. If Jesus goes before, this is what the Bible says about him being the high priest. For we do not have an high priest that cannot be touched with the feelings of our infirmities. The high priest there speaks of a mediator, the mediator, who daily makes intercession on behalf of the saints. So if God is right here and Jesus is right here, ask me a question. If Jesus asks God for something, would he deny him? But every time he's asking him, you are inside of him. That's what the Bible says, in him you live and move, you have your being. So even if there is a problem, that's why the Bible says there's therefore now no condemnation to them who are in Christ Jesus. Even if there is a problem, it's a family problem. In the family, we will solve the matter once and for all. Look at me. Stop taking five days to condemn yourself. Just, just say, Lord, this is, I'm sorry, and move on. 
Do you know people have exempted themselves from supernatural wealth, supernatural finances, supernatural prosperity? Just because I want to say something by the power of the Holy Ghost. Thank you, Lord Jesus, right now. Thank you, Jesus. Oh, Sira Bahaskera Dahaya, Severendes Kiris Koskaradahatas, Sura Bahaya. Now, hear this. Please be seated. Please be seated. Hear this as I begin to close now. Do you know? I just heard the Lord say that to me, and I want to just address that by the Spirit of God. When the Bible says, He Himself took my infirmities, please give me that scripture. Isaiah, I think it's Isaiah 54. And give, me, give it to me in the message translation. Thank you, Lord. You see, let me say this to you. There is no regret in God. Did you hear what I said? Look at this. Give me the amplified. No, no, the amplified classic. Give me the amplified classic. All right. Everyone, let's read the scripture. One, two, three, go. Surely he has borne our grief, sicknesses, weakness, and distress, and carried our sorrows and pain of punishment. Yet we ignorantly considered him stricken, smitten, and afflicted by God. What this? Do you know that when we talk about, no, go back. Yeah. When we talk about sicknesses, weaknesses, and distress, anything in the brackets of your emotions is considered also as distress. Many times we quote the scripture alone for our physical body, and we think it's only limited to that. But the Bible says in the book of Hebrews chapter 4 and verse 12, the word of God is quick, powerful, sharp, sharper than any sword, word, piercing even to the divine and splendor of soul, spirit, soul, and marrow, joints and marrow. Now we know that that's the three sides. Man is a spirit, he has a soul, and he lives in a body. So in other words, what this scripture is saying is that there is nothing also in your past that cannot be healed, including regrets, including the season you lost. Oh boy. Because you see, that's another teaching we must get to. When people feel like they've missed a season, and you know sometimes when we teach on your season, your season, your season, your season, once you skip season, you just feel like, as I don't skip on now, I don't skip on for life. But the Bible always talks about the guy in the pool of Bethesda. It says the angel of God will come in a season and spin it. Thank God it's not one time they did that. It says another season, it will bring it again. Glory to God. Somebody say, I'm alive in Christ. Thank you. So write this down. Who does God say that I am? Who does God say that I am? I think I have. Media, please, let me see the time that I have left, please. So that I can. I'm talking about identity. Let's look at something very quickly. That's why, you see, Revelation is very, is progressive and we must constantly know what God says about us. Look at this. John chapter 1 and verse 6. All right. Thank you. Thank you. John chapter 1 and verse 6. Is somebody getting something? 
me start from verse 4. John 1 verse 4. It says, In him was life, and the life was the light of man, mankind. The light shines in darkness, but darkness cannot comprehend it. It says, verse 4, verse 6, There was a man sent from God whose name was John. This man came as a witness in order to testify concerning the light. Look at that. Concerning the light. That all men through him might believe. He was not the light. Underline that. But was sent in order to testify concerning the light. The true light which enlightens everyone was coming into the world. Do you know if you were in the school of John, John was saying that I'm not the light, oh. I'm not the light. There's another light that is coming. So if you're in the school of John, you would hear that I'm not the light. But in Matthew chapter 5, verse 14, Jesus said, Ye are the light of the world. A city set on a hill. Now, if you are in the school of thought of John, what you will be hearing is, I'm not the light. But when you are in the school of thought of Jesus, he'll be telling you, you are the light. What you hear frames your identity. And you see, once your identity is distorted, now, I'm not saying John wasn't correct, oh, don't get me wrong. He was saying that in context to what the fact that he is not the focus. But I'm using that as an you know, explanation. Now, what you hear what you see, what you know, and what you don't know frames your identity. So Dr. K said something very powerful yesterday about your subconscious. Oh, sorry, my wife said something. She said something about identity. Something about subconscious. Please tell me that. <laughs> I can hear you. Please, can I, can I get it? There's something that was so powerful. And I, I, I really like you guys to hear this. If you don't make the unconscious conscious, it will direct your life and you call it fate. Did you hear that? If you don't make, please write that down, very powerful. If you don't make the unconscious conscious, it will direct your life and you will call it fate. F-A-T-E. If you do not make the unconscious conscious, it will direct your life and you will call it fate. What should you be conscious about? I'm crucified with Christ. What should you be conscious about? Christ has blessed me with all spiritual blessings in heavenly places. What should you be conscious about? He's giving me power to get wealth. That should be your consciousness. Whatever things are true, whatever things are pure, whatever things are of good reports, Scripture says you think on these things. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Quickly, Write this down. Insight about your identity. Number one, your identity is in Christ. Romans chapter 8 and verse 9. Your identity is in Christ. Your identity is in Christ. Give me the message translation. It says, but if God himself has taken up residence in your life, you can hardly be thinking more of yourself than of him. Anyone, of course, who has not welcomed this invisible but clearly present God, the Spirit of Christ won't know what they are talking about. Your identity is in Christ. Let's go all the way down to verse 10. All right. It says, 
But for you who welcome him in whom he dwells, even though you are still experiencing or experience all the limitation of sin, you yourself experience life on God's term. Next verse. It stands to reason, doesn't it, that if the alive and present God was raised, who raised Jesus Christ from the dead, moves into your life, it will do the same thing in you that it did in Jesus. Somebody shout hallelujah. Bringing you alive in himself. When God lives and breathes in you, and he does, and surely he did in Jesus, you are delivered from that dead life. With his spirit living in you, your body would be alive in Christ Jesus. Number two, your identity is not in your position. Amen. Position there speaks about where you are currently in life. Your identity is not in your position. You know, there's a way you can... One of the messages I taught many years ago, two years ago, I spoke about uh, Mephibosheth. And I was talking about what was a son of a king doing in, in Lodiba. What was he doing in Lodiba? Why? Because he was crippled, but he allowed his identity and his experience at that time to determine who he was. Your position is not your identity. Are you hear what I'm saying? Let me share a story with you. Someone shared a story that, very, that blessed me very well. A man of God went to an occasion like this. Let's assume it, like a church like this. And you see, these things, God uses them to humble us. <laughs> he came with his full regalia. They didn't tell him where he was going to sit. He was just going. I mean, I'm a bishop. So he was walking, going, 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 going. And then he went to the front, sat down. As he sat down, the people that were organizing the program saw that he sat down. Guess what? Real life story. They did not ask him to stand up. They just told the ushers to bring three more rows. And they put it in front of him. Three. In front of him. And they told people to come and sit down. And the bishop was at the back. And the three other, other three rows. You see, when you, when you allow your current position, even if it's a place of power, money, riches, authority, that frames your identity, you will still lose yourself. Your primary identity is in one person, Christ. Full stop. Hallelujah. Can I say to this church, your identity is not in how much you have in your bank account. But should you have money? Amen? 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 Don't say my identity is not in my bank so I'll be poor. That's not what we are telling you. <laughs> Amen. Number three, your identity is framed by his word. Do not be conformed to this word, but be ye transformed by the renewal of your mind. Your identity is not what you can see in the natural. Glory to God. I want to just add this last jarrah. I did not write it, but I want to add it. I should add it. Your identity is not in your spouse. Amen. All this, it will complete me. You might end up never being completed. 
your identity is not in your spouse the Bible says two shall live and become one what we have in our time is one is living and becoming one which means one person is not even participating at all because that one person's mind is that rapture? is that the sound of rapture? is Jesus? is he here? if he didn't hear all of us no go eh? okay it's not Jesus yet glory to God Your identity is not in your spouse. Let me just say this here. You have to be complete in Christ. Single people have been having burdens for you all. I was, I was just kidding. I was just kidding. <laughs> well, let me just say this. The biggest error of marriage would be that you framed your identity from somebody else's identity and that you called it your own identity your identity is not in your partner your identity see and that's why some people are always in a hurry to get married people don't even know themselves and they want to get married they say that married people want to get out of the marriage single people want to get into it tap somebody beside you say know yourself oh it gets why know yourself amen glory to God thank you Jesus alright write this down Thank you, Lord. Write this down. You are God's best version on the earth. You are God's best version on the earth. Amen. Now, with a few things that I've said... When it comes to prosperity financially, I just want to say a few things there. When you know that if he sent you to the earth, he didn't send you here to suffer. Your mentality about money will completely change. Look, let me say this here, and I'll just drop it. Thank you, Lord. God's hand for finances is upon your life. Did you hear what I said? God's hand for money is upon your life. Shout it very loud and say it, I am very blessed. Say he's given me all good things to enjoy. Say one more time, I'm very blessed. Say one more time, I'm very blessed. Say one more time, I'm very blessed. Look, let me just say this here. 
don't get to a place where Romans chapter 1 puts it this way. Romans chapter 1 verse 21. Let's go there. Romans, 20, Romans 1 21. Look, Mr. Adekoya. I dashed, I sold that almost 23 minutes to you as seed. No, some of you might not understand what I said, boys. Why are you laughing? Let's quickly go there. Romans 21. Romans 1 21. Were you blessed? Yes. Amen. It says, let's read it together, everybody. One, two, three, go. Hold on. Does this sound funny? How do you know God perfectly well but don't treat him like God? Did you see that? Let's keep going. One, two, three, go. Refusing to worship him, they trivialized themselves into sinfulness and confusion so that there was neither sense nor direction left in their lives. Next verse. Next verse. <laughs> Next verse, verse 24, last one. All right, let me just say this here and I'll close. Amen. I think I've shared this story before about two years ago. No, it's more than two years ago. I was in a bus. Oh, yeah, definitely more than two years ago. And while I was in the bus, somebody did like this. You know what this means now, Nigerians? <laughs> somebody did like this to somebody there and was cursing the person. And in my mind, because the person was throwing general curse for everybody that was in the bus, I wanted to start, you know, praying and saying, ah, in Jesus' name, it's not happened to me. In Jesus' name, it's not happened to me. And I hear the Holy Spirit just say to me, very simply, he said, why do people believe in the power of the curse than in the power of the blessing? You know why? Because after some time, I figured out why. Because most often than not, you are more aware and conscious of what you hear the most. And that forms your life. And out of that flows the issues that comes out of your life. Stay in the foundation of the word of God. Stay in the middle line of the word of God. Someone says, don't be overly spiritual. There's a prayer that I used to, we used to pray on campus then. Myself and Pastor Daddy and when we're doing the word then. That may the devil not take our zeal for God and use it against us. Don't be overly overboard in the word. That was what happened to that lady that I spoke about. When she was hearing voices calling it God, that's not God. Let your theology be built on what Christ did for you. Full stop. That would give you ease. Look at me, everyone, please. Do you know that your fellowship with God will be better? If you do it otherwise, your fellowship with God won't be better. 
you'll be walking. It will be by works. But the Bible says it's not of works. Amen. Lift your two hands and let's take this confession together. Media, please give me the confession. We're going to take this confession together as we go. Thank you. Thank you, Jesus. All right. Are you there? Everyone, let's take it together. One, two, three, go. God is pleased with me. In Christ, I've been delivered from a life of sin and sickness. I have a worry-free, anxiety-free life. I have hope, I have joy, and I have... Can we take that one more time? Go back there. Let's take that again. Perplexed, I am sure of thoughts of God towards me. They are thoughts of love and peace. I am full of the thoughts of God towards me. I have the Spirit of God within me. I am led in all things by the Spirit of God. I am not confused. I am never without help. I am never without direction. I am always no. And what? Because the wisdom of God is in me. Because I am a child of God, I have the life of God within me. The power of God is at work within me. Empowering me for a victorious life. This is my identity in Christ Jesus. Hallelujah. Come on, put your hands together for the Lord. Right. We hope you were greatly blessed by today's message because God still has so much He wants to share with you. So stay connected every week to experience uplifting and life-changing moments in His presence.